I'm Tara Aldridge, and you're listening to The Smart Woman Show. I believe that every woman has a powerful, profitable, and impactful business inside of them that God has called them to create. This podcast is for women who have a deep sense that they want more, more out of life, relationships, and business. This show is going to give you the tools to be everything God created you to be by sharing strategies, tactics, and heart-centered lessons so you can stop stopping yourself at the fear of the unknown and finally take your inspired vision and turn it into an impactful business. There's no excuses here. Are you ready to commit? Let's do this. Cheers to our first podcast episode. Welcome to our audience. We have a live audience. Yes. <laughs> Classic. Yes. We're recording. I asked Danica if, well, we were sitting here having one of our many ridiculous sister conversations. And I was like, this is so a podcast. So anyway, we were, oh, you can hear our wine glasses cheersing. We're only, just to kind of create some context, we're actually only halfway through our first, no, (laughs) not through the bottle of wine, through our first glass of wine. I don't even think we're halfway to be honest. We're like two two sips. sips. (laughs) So we were just talking about the instant pot and we thought that this was called an Insta. So did I see why this is a great episode? (laughs) I know that other women, especially entrepreneurial women are having these moments with their husbands. Totally. Where they're trying to create something and their husbands think it's stupid. <laughs> like yesterday when I ended up sitting in a pool of water during the meeting while I was inspecting my daughter's arm to see if she had lacerated herself on my water glass. That happened. When you have a meeting and it's actually so important to you and you're like telling your husband for two weeks, like I've got this meeting, it's a really big deal, like it's really important. It's like you guys have so much anxiety over it. And he just like forgets, completely forgets, and leaves you just floundering. Yeah, I'm pretty, as everyone will soon find out, open and honest about what I'm experiencing. So I do in the interview say, "This is actually what's happening at my house right now." So whatever, like unapologetically showing up, mm. this is real. This is real. Do you want to be an entrepreneur and a mom? Yes, because you get to have both. That is really powerful. So you just are like, this is the deal. This is the deal. Kind of like at lunch today, (laughs) my husband had these like major executives over from Roth Capital. And we were doing like the whole cheese and, you know, schmoozing thing that we were doing on our boat. And my son hits his face on the chair and goes, this fucking chair. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And I just want to say how well you handled that. Like she, I don't know exactly what you did, but you took Cooper aside and you discussed, like you had a conversation about how that was inappropriate. And then my sister comes back and says the most witty comment. And it was like, it just broke the ice. Everyone was like, yes, you know, because everyone's kid has done that. And I think we forget that that's actually what's, you know, like that's what kids do. That's what kids do. And it's so interesting when it's your own kid, you take it so personally, but if it would have been the other way around and I was at somebody's house and their kids said it, I would just be like, Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Just like I am. Why do we make such big deals about things? 
because we've painted this perfectionist society. It all comes down to perfectionism. And I think that there's more people letting that go. I'm a recovering perfectionist. It's an ongoing thing. It seriously, it feels like I'm going through recovery. Yeah, me too. I get it. I think that we, I think you're right. I think we live in a culture that promotes perfectionism. And I mean, we're not the first podcast episode to like, talk about perfectionism and I think it's I think it's important that we continue to talk about it and are we recovering from it I mean I don't know I think it's so ingrained in our almost like our DNA yeah and I think it has like some good things about it mm-hmm. you know you expect things a certain way when I was talking to you today about some of the clients that I bring on and they want what I have but they don't want to work for mm-hmm. like, they don't want to do what it takes to, to get that. Yeah. And, and what it actually takes is like way more than the average person understands. So because all people are seeing is what's put online. So anyway, I do think, and thank you for acknowledging me because well, and you too. Yeah. You know what it takes to run your business. It's brutal. It is. It is a lot of, there's a word for it. And it's more than, I think people say like, oh, you need to be committed. You need to be committed. It's more than that. You it's need grit. To, it's grit. It's, oh my gosh, I'm going to use my favorite slash most triggering word. Okay. Rigor. Rigor. It <laughs> takes rigor. Rigor, 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 rigor. Rigor. <laughs> yeah, it takes rigor and it takes pursuing what you're actually passionate about. Like if you are not passionate about something, there's no ounce of your soul that's going to be able to complete it unless you can seriously see the end point. But when you're an entrepreneur, if you're seeing the end point, then I hope you're either retiring or you're quitting your business because like I don't really think there's an end point mm. to your business there's mm. there's a next level or like a next idea or a next per like thing you're pursuing yeah Does that make sense yeah like if you have this mentality that you want to arrive somewhere like you might as well just pack it up especially yeah. the entrepreneur life because there's 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 no end of the road for entrepreneurs you know it's this constant journey of ups and downs Exactly. And our culture, since we're talking about culture, is not, especially the younger generation, it's not, um, we're not raised, we're not raised that way anymore to experience the highs and the lows gracefully and expect them and, and just understand and kind of sit and surrender, which is why it's so great being a Christian. Like, cause you can, you have these moments where you're like, well, just give it to Jesus. Right. So that's why entrepreneurship and Jesus really go, oh my gosh, maybe that's the name of this podcast. Well, we've been thinking, so my sister and I but have I been think talking we said fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and we're drinking wine. But hey, Jesus made wine. Jesus, well, he turned water into wine. Okay, but that, see, I hear made wine. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way your ears work. <laughs> so my sister and I, and love your feedback on this have been talking about the ways that we can go deeper into our 
faith, our relationship with God together as a sistership. Mm -hmm. And actually, as I'm saying that, I'm like, I don't think I know anybody who's done that. Really? Well, as a sisterhood growing deep, like we're talking about doing a devotional. Yeah. We're talking about praying together. Mm -hmm. We're talking about what that actually looks like. Yeah. Like being like intentionally conscious about coming together in the spirit of the Lord and being like, we're going to grow together. Mm -hmm. We're going to access like levels of our faith that we've never accessed before. And we're going to let God take over and move us in the direction for his kingdom. Right. And so, yeah, I don't know, maybe someone's done it before, but I think it's really powerful. Like maybe this is what God wants to do right here. Yeah. Which kind of leads me to ask another question. Mm-hmm. What do people want to hear? Because my sister and I love to talk about touchy topics. Would, would you say like the... Oh, we talk about... We talk about like we were making code words today because we didn't want our kids to know what we were talking about. We won't share them with you. No. <laughs> I think that mom should have code words. I agree. Because we need to get this stuff off our chest. And when do we have an opportune time? When we're away from our husbands, driving in the car. With our kids. With our kids. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't be talking about your peach in front of the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Exactly. So so why, what was this? What were were we talking about? Um... (laughs) You were talking about being intentional about creating something for God together as sisters. Like who does that? And so, yes, I think that's a really important piece to bring forward because being intentional, not just about your life or about your relationship with God, but like every relationship that you have, like I've heard before, you know, really taking a look at each relationship that you have in your life and being like, okay, if it's not a 10, I want to know why, and I want to know what's in the gap of it being a 10. So like I messaged you a couple weeks ago or maybe a month ago now. And I was like, Hey, like on a scale of one to 10, where are we at? Like in our relationship. And I think you said seven and I said, okay, great. Like what's in the gap. And you're like, honestly, like I just miss you. I want to see you. I feel disconnected. And so just that conversation opened up you being here in Florida, (laughs) like legit. It's true it's true because it just like it shot in my face like wow yeah if I want to tag a relationship with my sister we need to get really intentional about connecting and I think that COVID this ridiculous thing that has put a massive damper on the world is like which is another episode by the way which we can talk about because Danica and I have like opposing views on some things um which I think would be cool to like Share both, share both things. Uh, like a debate. <laughs> can we can we bring Jordan to explain the mRNA? <laughs> no, <laughs> we cannot. No husbands allowed. This is a no husband zone. Um, but <laughs> I'm gonna um, make a joke. No, but. wait. What was I saying? A ten relationship. Yeah, and how like, COVID and has going changed. after them. And I think that COVID has caused so much disconnect, mm-hmm. and and people don't even realize it until their relationships are failing around them, and they're like, "Wait a minute, why isn't our relationship a ten? And it's yeah. like, "Oh wait, because I haven't seen you, 
and maybe maybe you can't like fly across two countries to be with each other but maybe that means that you get to facetime really consistently yeah and being intentional about it and actually as you bring up facetime i think so i'm currently living in a world of everything is online yes there's more wine did you eat the poker drink i gave you i did not Pause for a wine refill. Where is it? <clears throat> also, I can't. Cooper, why don't you have some um, uh, sweet potato fries? Ooh, they're super yummy. Anyway, what? Um, I think that we're. Ooh, I hope you can't smell my bo. <laughs> it's from the second coffee you had. Oh. I get really bad bo <laughs> after a coffee. He. <laughs> Good thing this is online since we're talking about online. I can't can smell us. Okay, I can't smell you. Can you smell me? No. Oh. Um, That's because I don't smell. <laughs> I feel like you were using the weirdest deodorant the other day. What were you doing? I felt like you had something in your hand. It's not you <laughs> because it broke off. <laughs> okay. How many times in your life have you done that? I swear that happens to me all the time. I'm like, I'll just use some crumbs. <laughs> It's actually, well, it depends what rabbit hole you want to go down. I know. But actually, Britain owns the world. They're in cahoots with D.C., Washington, D.C., and the Middle East. And the three of them just bounce off of each other and control everything. But it's really Britain, who it's always been, in control. Going back to the Roman Empire, the fall of the Roman Empire, and all of the things. Well... It's interesting because have you have you ever watched Scandal? No. Oh, the, the rhymes. Yes, I've seen it. I haven't watched it. Is it good? Well, I feel like what you're saying, like this, is where I can get pulled to either side, and I try and like understand really what my perspective is because some of what you're saying, I'm like, yeah, I get it. That makes so much sense, especially because you see these shows and. Everybody knows Shonda Rhimes. She's somebody who really likes to promote what's really going on mm. under the scenes. Like, she is a powerhouse. Is she woman. the one who did Grey's Anatomy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And now Grey's Anatomy, there's always an episode about whatever political thing is happening in the world, which everyone can kind of roll their eyes at. But you know what? I think good for her because if I was in that position to to really, like, transform the way people see things and people are like attached to my show because Dr. Avery and oh. Steamy and McDreamy came oh, McDreamy's back? Oh yeah. I thought he died. Yes. So exactly. he's a ghost or yes. Oh wow that's uh but he's a really great ghost. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's it. it's totally not it's not anyways, whatever. The point is <laughs> In Scandal, she talks about all of that stuff and how the corruption is going on. And then I'm over here in my own world of whatever I'm reading that's evidence-based or you could quote evidence-based because I'm getting it from the sources I'm told is the right information, right? Textbooks that the government made. Yeah. And so this is where you can go flip-flop. But then I'm like, well, I did read the study and I do know how to do research. So I'm looking at the study. So what I do now, because you have inspired this in me, good. if there is something, you know, well, actually I would have already done this in the sense of like 
like clinical stuff, I'm very like if a new med comes out, I'm like, okay, what are the studies actually saying? Like I'm pretty uh-huh. skeptical. And then you go through your whole process before you make a decision. But now with media, you're like, uh, but isn't that right? Like mm. that person says they're a doctor. Isn't what they're saying true? It's mm. like, does anyone know? Do we even trust doctors anymore? Do we even trust what no, people are saying? Like I don't. I know. Who do you but trust? But it's not, it's not just doctors. It's everyone. Yeah. And so I think that actually brings us to a really important topic. We're kind of like highlighting some really cool things and just like getting little snippets of them. Yeah. So maybe we like pick one and like talk about it. But I think I'll, I think I'll get notes for the episode. <laughs> you know, like I did, like the difference between trust. Yeah. Like trusting someone. And I think of when you trust someone, like I just think of my relationship with God. It's like. I trust God. It's like, Mm -hmm. if this is the season he's creating in my life, like I trust that this is the season that I need to be in to do kingdom work. But then when you bring it down to like a human element Mm -hmm. and it's like, like when, when you have this information, like you're talking about this information in front of you that normally we're programmed to trust. Yeah. It's we're programmed to trust the ingredients in our food. Yeah, we're pro- like, you know, this firsthand, who do you think put the, those ingredients inside the food, the big pharma, right? And who's big pharma run by the government. Okay. So it's true. That's why I can see how I can sway because mm-hmm. it's only been the last five years that I've had this huge, like I'll tell people stuff and they're like, no. And I'm like, well, why don't you read all of these books? Why don't you listen to all of these experts who have been doing this for 40 plus years? They're all saying the same thing. Do you think? And look at them. They're healthy. And so, and look at you. You're not. You're not. <laughs> so who do I believe? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. But people are in denial. Right. Denial is a real thing. And, but I find it so fascinating to be honest with you that you're not like way more on the left-hand side of things hmm. or no right-hand side. Oh, I, I never, know. I never know what side is the size, what we get for being dyslexic. But. But it's perfect. <laughs> Cause to us, it doesn't matter. It's like, We're just like, Oh, I know what side you're on. I feel <laughs> that you are more Republican. I feel that you're more conservative. Is conservative right? Or is it left? Don't care. Right. I can't remember. But anyway, I just feel like you would be more on the like radical side of things, not not on the like liberal side, because, well, we're talking about American politics right now. It may be different in Canada. Actually, no, your prime minister is liberal, right? No. So liberal in Canada, to be honest, I can't listen to him. So. No, I know. So so, so I, would, I didn't. Yeah, I do now. So liberal is the same as Democrat. Now we may be losing people right now. They're like, ah, too white. No, or or they're like, bye, we're Democrat. And that's okay. We're oh. okay with that. We're okay with losing people right now. Well, it means we gain 10 more who love us. Yeah, but I just want to talk about you. Like, you're not actually either. Yeah. Because you really fall so in the middle. Like, you're really bipartisan in the fact that, like, and this is what I don't get about you. You, like believe that there's crappy ingredients in our food that's trying to kill us and give us disease so that it can kill us off and 
create less population or, and, or add to the accumulative trillions of dollars in the medical industry and big pharma. But then when questions come up about like, well, what are they putting in our vaccines? If they're putting it in our food and you can see it, mm-hmm. like it's on the ingredients list. It is obvious. But the, I read the ingredients of the vaccine too. And so, but there are ingredients in food that actually is not listed on the ingredients page, ingredients label. It's not. And that's probably why I always steer to eat what you know it is. Like my philosophy is like, oh, you know it's an apple, then eat that. Like that's how you right. just whole foods. Whole foods. I get it. But my question for you is. Why is do it, I not believe that? Yeah. Like if, if you're on this side being like, I see this like clear as day. But over here you're like, no, no. Like vaccines have been around for a long time. And like, what about polio? And like. Nobody wants measles. Yeah. Right. Like, and so I'm curious, I'm actually asking you this question. Like, how can you be like clear as day over here? And then like over here be like, no, 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 it's good. First pressure. And whatever you're like, I'm not judging. No, I'm giving you my heart answer. Not my medical answer. Give me your heart answer. My heart answer is in everything that comes up in medicine. I often am a bit apprehensive like Mm -hmm. I want to know I want to see the future studies I want to wait I want to ask do I really need this and I I have hesitancy because Mm -hmm. there's a fear in everything there's a fear in taking a medication like let's be honest you're taking something foreign and putting it into your body Mm -hmm. if you don't question that then you're a sheep exactly yeah you're just letting people, doctors, people the of government, quote unquote power or people who know influencers is not, is like Instagrammers, like yeah. anybody with 10,000 plus followers tell you what to do. Exactly. And that's because I, my experience has been most people around me are in the drift. Mm. And so what do you mean by the drift? What I mean is that we're just putting our head down and we're going about our life and we're not actually feeling or experiencing or Mm. being or like taking action. We're just like, oh, da, da, da. I wake up, I have my coffee at 7 a.m. and then I drive to work, right? That's just, that's letting your life, you are a zombie and letting your life just happen. Mm -hmm. That's not living. No. And so anyways, I digress, but- no, it's super important. <laughs> it's true. And I think, so I don't want to get into the vaccine, but I do want to get into like the overarching, like when I talk about vaccines, I also kind of like to compare it to medications because I think that they're all kind of falling under the same like synthetic being created in a lab foreign, foreign, putting in your body to it. support you in some other way, which comes with side effects mm. or fear or the unknowns. Mm. And so, yes, when we talk about the vaccines or vaccines in vaccines, like even measles or um, like the vaccines that we give our babies and our kids, we know that there's there's a, there's a risk. Mm -hmm. And I take the approach of I'm willing to take that risk, an informed 
risk. So do your research. There's also ways to differentiate between online. Like when you look up vaccine versus immunization, immunization, you're getting like the CDC, which you could argue is the government, but you're getting the studies from the people who did the studies, yeah. which you I could argue think, yeah, are I think from that's the government. Arguable. So let me ask you this. Let's go down to risk because I am a firm believer in risk. Mm-hmm. This is one of the things that I come up against with my clients where I either like let them go or like just let them fire me or I fire them or like whatever it is. And I, you know, don't, I'm not in the habit of firing people. And like some people just can't do what we do. They, they, they weren't wired for it. And it's not that they're not wired for something extraordinary. It's just that they're not wired to be an entrepreneur. It's, it's, it's a road. Um, but it's another, another podcast, but I'm a firm believer in taking risks. In fact, when I built out smart, yeah. My, my acronym, it was service, master one message, being committed to action. And then on R, I was like, ooh, do I want responsible or do I want risk? Because ooh. it's so important to take risks. Yes. And so, but everything always boils down to what are you willing to give up mm-hmm. for what you want? That's what risk is. It's being willing to give up what you have for what you want. Okay, so what you want with this vaccine is to be immune, like uh, safe, safe. Okay, you want you want to be safe, and that is why I believe that the government is doing such a great job in getting these needles inside people's arms because it's a basic need to survive. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like I I don't want to get that. I I want to be safe. Like I don't want to spread that to my dad to my grandpa, to my, to whoever around me, I want to be responsible, yeah. right? These things. Okay. So that makes sense to me. I totally get that. And that I, I understand. Okay. Then I see studies, which most people in your field won't acknowledge these studies. They're like, eh, oh, he's a doctor. Oh, he's been in this business for 45 years. Oh, he's been talking about this for a oh, conspiracy, you know? So, so, and I just want to say proudly that there are studies lots of research done on why this jab is really risky especially for women women who want to create children women who want to carry a child you know they're also saying that um if you have had i can't believe we're having this episode right now but anyway we are so it's happening um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, we didn't mean to, but I'm just saying, I just, I think it's important. So they're also saying, you know, blood clots. Yeah. And I think of that. We knew that with the AstraZeneca, like one in 250,000 had a potential. That is a risk. That's not conspiracy. So I think of our dad. Yes. And I think of the blood clot that he got, like, was it two years ago? Remember that? This giant blood clot in his bladder. Mm-hmm. That was, and so, and it's like, okay, so he's a smoker and like he's high cholesterol and all these things, but you know, he's our dad. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, do you want your dad to die from blood clot or do you want your dad to die from COVID that he might not ever get, or he may get it like Phil did and it's gone in like two days, fever, boom, zinked up and all the Z packs and all these things. And then fine. If he's lucky, though, I feel like not my experience has been the patients who come and they're not lucky 
and COVID actually like completely destroyed their life. I definitely don't want to be insensitive. Yes. I know, like, let's be clear. But there are people who seriously suffer. No, there are. And and I get it. And and I haven't, you know, directly experienced a loss from somebody who got it. And but I do have people within my like seven, you know, the your circle of seven. My circle of seven who have lost somebody. And so it's devastating. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it is, it, there's no, it's, there's no taking away that's been devastating. It's been devastating to the whole world, but I just, just on the point of my original question, <laughs> but I do want to add that we also forget, and this is where I do understand what you're saying, that the flu, mm-hmm. <laughs> Ebola, like mm-hmm. malaria, you know how many people that's killing a year? You right. Know? Like, it's not just COVID. See, you were on my side. Well, I'm definitely, I understand your perspective. And I've def like, Jordan and I have had these conversations. We're like, why are they making this into this huge, yes. Yes. like, have we forgot about the flu? <laughs> and, and how many doctors have come forward and shared that they have felt the enormous amount of pressure to put COVID on a death certificate where it was really a heart attack or it was really um, old age, like just someone dying in the hospital. Yeah, and it's, it's not one or two doctors, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the amount of fear that's placed. And I got to tell you, like anybody who's listening to this, who's medical professional during this last 18 months, I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. Because you're create you you guys are holding the, the brunt of it. And the healthcare system, I'm not sure we'll be able to recover. Like it certainly will never be the same, but I'm not sure. The other thing to think about, just to add, is all the people who didn't seek care when they needed to out of fear or out of inability <gasps> to receive access or all the that just the stress that healthcare workers, which actually, can I just can I like promote this for a second? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In a few weeks, I'm doing uh, a webinar for healthcare workers on stress and navigating that and wellness around that because our world is crumbling with the burden. Like, even if, like, just as an entrepreneur, you've Mm -hmm. had your kids at home, you haven't been able to go to the office, you've been, like, you know, stuck, which no one is inspired when they're stuck. Mm-hmm. So you imagine people are eight hours in their office and then the rest of their hour, their waking hours in their kitchen, in their house with their kids running around, like everyone is going nuts. Of course there's stress and mm-hmm. more disease and the repercussions of this are just insurmountable. I like, I can't see how, it right now. So what I love about us is that we always <laughs> see possibility. True. True. And there is possibility there is a, There's an enormous amount of opportunity. Okay. For, well, do you think? I think that there's been an enormous opportunity since the beginning of COVID. Mm-hmm. And I think that we just need to be mindful to keep to that and not let it absorb us and suck us into the drift because ultimately if we want to talk about God for a second again yeah that is the work like that's what I feel the work of the devil is is this disconnect just to bring us back to what we were saying before like the biggest thing I see 
because we're disconnected. Mm -hmm. And why are we disconnected? Because we've been pulled out of all of our community. Mm -hmm. We've been pulled out of what inspires us, what we know. And like, where does disconnect live? Yeah, it, you're so true. It's actually, it's in the, right in the scripture. It talks about how the enemy's job is to get you alone, mm. to isolate you completely. Oh, so, oh I know. <laughs> so he can have his way with you. And yeah. so that's why, no joke, you guys, I swear, when Danica and I, <laughs> I'm not talking to this. <laughs> oh my God. No, we've got Jesus in this room. The Holy Spirit's here. There's nothing totally the Holy Spirit is And here. the Holy Spirit's definitely here. And I am on fire. You should see my hair. I am on fire too. Can I show them my hair? <laughs> oh my God, I feel them. Oh, I love it. I remember when we were driving today, we were talking in code. Oh. We got to the, to the red light and the devil was at your door. That was, I literally hit her so hard because I thought she was unrolling her window and this guy and bless him. Okay. Bless him. We get to pray for him tonight. Um, he was actually wearing a cross. Did you see that? Did you see the cross he was wearing? No, I saw his terrifying eyes where there was nothing inside. Nothing. Have you ever seen eyes that the soul has been killed? That is exactly what has happened to that man. He's been isolated. He's yes. been overtaken by drug addiction, yeah. which if you are going through any form of drug addiction right now, and you are listening to this, whether it be a parent, um, a yourself, if you're going through any kind of drug addiction, we just want you to know that we're here for you mm -hmm. um, because that's where the enemy wants you. And it is 100% possible that you can get over that. I think that's just really important to say, but we were literally faced with the devil at our window. Yeah. He had his like pretty much his nose on your door. Yeah. I actually screamed. You screamed. You oh, screamed. My baby. And then Cooper was like, was that the devil? <laughs> we were like, yes. <laughs> Unanimously. Totally. Cooper's also very, very intuitive. So he, oof. Oh yeah, he's 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 amazing. Anyway, we love you guys. We would love to hear what you thought of our first episode. Yeah, I love the question. This is what I've been asking my clients now, especially since doing leadership. What did you hear me say? I know I was telling that to Phil upstairs. Really? I'm like yeah, because he's like this guy on my team. Like I don't know. Da -da -da. I'm like, well, you gotta tell him. He's like, he doesn't hear me. I'm like, well, do you ask him if he heard you? <laughs> I'm like, try this question. What did you just hear me say? Yeah. It's powerful. Super powerful. Mm -hmm. And also I have to say that the answers I get back are better than what I actually said. Yeah. I'm like, oh, did I actually say that? Or like, cause that sounds really good. Can we write that down? I say, I say that to my kids, to Cooper especially. Yeah. Like when I'm like lecturing him or like <laughs> being his mom. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, okay, mom. <laughs> and then I'm like, what did you just hear me say? And sometimes he gives me like this half-assed version of what I said, but sometimes it comes back and it's like, like you said, really powerful way. Mm -hmm. Very good. And I'm like, wow, I'm good. You're like, yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> like landed it, landed, <laughs> landed, like walked away. <laughs> so we want to hear from you, but I want to know what they want to hear. Cause okay. I'm sure we've talked about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see you next time. Yeah.
I want to thank you for listening and subscribing to The Smart Woman Show. My vision for you is that you would experience the same level of success me and my friends have. Break open that vision, girl. DM me on Instagram at the Tara Oldridge, and I will send you a link to book a free strategy call with one of my success coaches today. Let's do this.